Good morning, Castle Hill Church family. Thank you so much for joining us for our third online broadcast. It's awesome that you're with us today, and we just thank you so much for being loyal and committing to our church family and being here with us. This is a great opportunity right now for you, just before we start, to go ahead up to the top of your browser, grab that little link, copy it, and send it off to a friend. Send it to someone else who you think might be interested in joining in today. It's a great opportunity for them to hear a message and see how we do church and give you something to talk about with them. Maybe it'll open a conversation that you didn't know that you could have with them. So I'm going down uh, to Jindabyne because it's one of my it's it's one of my things that I do every weekend when I was down in Canberra as a as a pastor. Really excited about going to Jindabyne. Uh, love love every time I go down there. Go down with Stan the man and and Bronnie and and the kids Ethan and and, and Lonnie and love it. And uh, I, I I'm going down there and um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about one game. And it's one game that I just look forward to playing every single time. I've got about 12 Bible studies down at the Jindabyne. I'm excited about them too, but it's the game I'm excited about playing. And uh, I, I, I've, got my, uh, I've got all the equipment that I need to play this game. And I'm heading down the car and, and my wife sitting across from me catches me smiling. And she goes, what, what are you smiling about? I said, I'm just thinking about this. I'm just thinking about this game. I'm thinking about playing this game. I'm, I'm just going to thrash Dan. And, and it's just going to be embarrassing for him. So I'm, I'm, we, we arrive, and, and, and if you've been to Jindabyne, they've got this new game set up. It's called Frisbee Golf. And uh, it's a bit of a hit. The States haven't really taken off here, but, um, but it's a game that I absolutely love. And I spent hours and hours on YouTube, don't know if you've ever done that, and just perfecting the style. And perfecting the style, you bring it back like this, and it's, and it's not a, you know, you throw the frisbee like this, but when, when you throw frisbee golf, you've got to take a step with your, with your back foot forward and then bring it through. And the actual bending of the arm makes it, makes it go as far as you want. And it looks silly and it feels silly when you're doing it because everyone at the beach throws a frisbee like this. So I'm standing on the first hole. Stan has got some excuse that he can't play because he's got some arm problem. So I'm standing in the first hole and I'm, and I'm just so excited. And I'm throwing this goal and I, I play the first hole, play the second hole. Play, and I'm not playing too bad. I'm about even with par. And I get around to the seventh hole. And I'm all by myself. I'm thinking, this, is, this isn't how I pictured it. I wanted it to be a bit more, a bit more social. I'm, I'm extrovert. When you look at me on the scale, introvert, extrovert, which is killing me right at the moment. You know, I've got to be at home, got to be isolated, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm right on the, on the far extrovert. So I'm standing at this hole. I'm thinking, this is just great. No one to share this moment. No one to share this, this, this time with. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I've got about five discs with me. And I throw the first disc. And I think, hang on. That kind of went, it, it went around the trees and kind of went close to the hole. And I, and I throw the second disc and I think... You know, I reckon, I reckon, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get this, this one of the holes where you can actually reach the basket in one shot. I come to my last disc, my red disc, my favourite disc. You've got to save your best to last, right? It's like having, you know, um, you know your, your spinach and, and your vegetables and all that kind of stuff finished with ice cream, right? This is my ice cream disc. So I ice cream, and I just get this thing and I fling it. I'm thinking, this is looking good. 
It's looking real good. And it starts to curve around the trees and it's coming in at the exact right height to actually go right in the basket. And you won't believe it. The thing drops in the basket. I hear this noise, the noise that every single disc golfer just longs to hear. The, the, the sound of the, the disc hitting the, the, uh, the chains on the, on the, on the disc um, basket. I mean, this is just amazing. I look around and no one's there with me. I'm thinking, how awesome is that? I'm jumping up and now going, yes, I can't believe it. This is the hole in one. Everyone goes, everyone goes, plays disc golf, spends hours and hours and hours to get the hole in one, and I've got a hole in one. Couldn't believe it. I'm looking around and I get my disc. I didn't even bother paying the rest of the holes because I'm so excited about this disc going in the hole. I grab my disc, go down, and I'm just so pumped. I'm going back to the house. I'm going, this is unreal. And it dawns on me on the way back to on, on the way back to Stan's house where we're staying. No one's gonna believe me. No one saw it. How am I gonna prove that that this actually happened? How, what am I going to say? Like, um, the biggest problem with me and my personality is, is a lot of people say to me, I, I don't know when you're serious, Phil. I don't know when you're, when you're actually telling the truth, which is pretty bad as a minister to be, to be under that kind of gel. But do you know what? It reminds me of a text in, in Genesis 22. Genesis 22 is the whole story of, of, of Abraham's faith being being tested. And he takes his son um, and they meet and they're they're going up this mountain and and he's looking at his son and he's thinking, wow, this is the guy that God's asked me to sacrifice. And he goes up and he's actually building this altar and he's he's laying on these piles of wood and and they're just about ready to, to, to sacrifice his son. And God provides a ram in the thicket. He says, so Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. As it was said in the day in the Mount Sinai, God will, God shall be, sorry. As it was said in the Mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called Abraham for the second time out of heaven. And, and listen to verse 16. And said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord. By myself, I have sworn, says the Lord. It says a similar thing in, in Hebrews 6. Listen to this. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. So in Genesis 22 and in Hebrews 6, it says the same thing about God. And this is a really, really interesting concept about how God, when he's about to prove to someone that he's telling the truth. See, God makes a heap of promises. He said to Abraham, you'll give birth to a nation and that nation will be great. And Abraham didn't really believe it. Sarah was laughing in the tent and all that kind of thing. And and there's tons of promises that God puts out there about this, about that, about that. And, And he puts out a promise through Jesus. I will send my son Jesus. And, and he will come to save his people. And when, Jesus, when God makes a promise, 
He can swear no, by no greater power, so he swears by himself. So he says, in, in the name of me, I, I, it will happen. Be, because, of my, because I'm God, it will happen. Can you imagine that? So I go back to this house and I'm, and I'm, uh, and I'm talking to these people. I'm going, you know what? I just got a hole in one. Seventh hole, curved around the trees, got a hole in one. Stan's like, no. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. I'm sure you got a hole in one. And, and no one kind of believes me. I'm thinking, I've got a hole in one, guys. I promise I got a hole in one. I promise. And, and something, you, you know, you're here in the school, um, school playground. You know, you hear, I swear on my mum's existence. I swear on my, on, on my life. I swear on my... And, and it's interesting, as humans, we have to swear on something else so someone will believe us. But God doesn't do that. God says, you know what? I swear on myself. Because of me, of who I am, whatever comes out of my mouth is true. And you go back to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 verse 3. Let there be light. So God actually says, let there be light. If he's not telling the truth, there's not light. If he's not saying, you know, let, let, let this, let that. And, and he creates the whole world by, the, by, the, by his voice and by what he's saying. What an amazing concept. We have to swear on something else. And we say, I swear, at, at, uh, you know, I swear on, on God. That's why Jesus says, let your yay be yay, let your nay be nay, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. It's so important to be honest. But what a, what a, what a phenomenal concept that Jesus makes one other promise. And he makes this promise. Down there in, uh, in John 14. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house there's many man- mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. There it is again. You know, if, it, if it wasn't so, if God was not speaking the truth, I would have told you. Because what I say is true. If, if, if I'm not going to prepare a place for you and if I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. God will say, I'm not going to do that. He's not going to say, I'm going to go prepare a place for you and not do that. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. God makes a promise to us. And that promise is simple. That he will come back. And he will save you and me. Those people who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those people that have, that have said, do you know what? It's for God I am living. It's because of him that I am living. It's because of him that my existence is true. So guys, when Jesus comes to earth and he actually puts his body on the line and he, and he fulfills the promise that he was going to make from way back, he actually comes to that point where he doesn't know what it's going to be like to be separated from God. And, and a lot of people say, a lot of people say, you know what, uh, Jesus' death on the cross caused him to love us. I don't necessarily agree with that. Jesus' death on the cross proved that he loved us. Because what he says he's going to do, he will do. And, and our faith in God is dependent on You've heard me say it probably before. Our faith in God is dependent on 
God saying God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he's going to do. So, guys, today. Today is the day that you need to just put your hand up. And you need to say, look, I've never given my heart to Christ before. I've never been in this situation where, do you know what? Now I believe what God says he's going to do, he will do. Because he swears by himself, he swears by his own character, and, and he, can't, he can't lie. So put your hand up and say, you know what? I want to give my heart to Christ. I've never done it before, but today I want to give my heart to Christ. If you haven't done that and you've already given your heart to Christ, I want you to make one more commitment. I want you to say this. You know what? Now I believe that Jesus will come back. Now I believe that he will come and save me and take me home to where he wants to be because he says it in John 14. He actually makes that promise to us. He actually says at the end, where I, I want you to be where I am. I want you to be where I am. That's God. That's what God's longing for. That's why he. That's why this whole thing's got to play out the way it's got to play out because God said that's what He would do, and that's what He wants to happen, and that's what will happen. So, if you want to be a part of that number, why don't you put your hand up and say, "Do you want? To, I believe in God. I want to make that commitment to say, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to try my best every day to kind of build my relationship with Him. I'm going to try my best every day to actually trust what God says He will do. He will do." that's you I really want you to move to that next level you know we we've got so many things distracting us we've got so many voices in our head the only true voice is God's the only true voice is God's the voice you can trust it's the voice you can count on it's the voice you can rely on bless you guys this week let's pray Father I just want to thank you so much for being an amazing God. I want to thank you so much for, for being the only reliable truth that we can base our faith on. Because if it wasn't for you, we would, our, our universe would fall apart. Our existence would fall apart because it's at your word that we have breath. It's at your word that the, the animals do what they need to do. It's at your word that that we have faith in you. So Lord, I just want to pray for those people that made commitments today. And I want to pray that they follow it through and they go and, go and seek out their pastors, Pastor Nick or Pastor Pablo and, and, or Jess, and we just pray that they will give their life to you and get themselves into Bible studies. Lord, I also pray those people that, that have made a recommitment to you and kind of said, you know what, I want to, I want, to, I want to just trust in God. I want, to, I want to put my faith completely in Him. And I want to do that by acting, by Bible study, by acting out my faith, by prayer, and by sharing their faith with someone else. Lord, I thank you so much for being an amazing God. I thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us. And I thank you for the promise that you will come again. And I ask it all and I pray it all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Thanks, guys. Take it. Have a blessed week.